0: And you eat while you stream stuff, and you might have a few drinks, and then you're like, and you drink, and you drink, and then you go outside for a little bit. But if it's if it's if it's not nice out, then you just sit inside and look. And you're like, you know what? I'm gonna work out, and you do like ten push-ups, and you're like, okay, that's good.
1: Yeah, that's that's enough for the week.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll keep me in shape for when jujitsu comes back.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a mess, man. Like. I think I think so many people are going to be not not just like us, but I think so many people are going to be so badly out of shape that yeah. are used to being fit, you know.
0: But this kind of goes back to the thing that you'll say to people when they when they leave, or not even when they leave, when they're just around. Like, hey, you can't judge your own progress because everyone's growing at the same rate here. Uh, right. To the That's same true. effect, you can't you can't judge how much ground you've lost. Cause we've all lost the same amount of ground.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, there mean, is that.
0: Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Although some people have, I'm sure been look like watching videos and trying to study up and other people are just taking up to, using it as like a summer break or like spring, a long spring break from jujitsu. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Oh, have you
1: been watching many things yeah i mean much? yeah i have mean, been i've been reading at night time and um as far as you just stuff i've been trying to watch about an hour and a half a day worth of stuff what kind of stuff are you time. watching matches old matches because there are no new matches going on right now mm-hmm. kind of just looking to see what people are doing and pretty much it are they old matches that are new to you Um, no, there, well, some of them are, I mean, I I can't watch every match on the planet, but I believe uh, in you. I I think you can, you have enough monitors (laughs) in your house and we all have nothing but free time now. (laughs) Yeah. right, right, Right. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, there's some, there's like a smaller tournaments like the Europeans. I don't watch every match in the Europeans, you know, or like the Brazilian nationals. I don't watch every match there, but I have more time now so I can watch more of those. So are you watching
0: anything other than matches
1: as far as jiu goes?
0: Yeah. Or reading, no. are you reading anything? Cause a bunch of people now are just posting stuff on Facebook, like instructors and
1: black belt. Yeah. Well, we have that group that I shared on, on our group that I do like live videos for. Yeah. Um, and then with, um, I've been watching all of those instruct instructionals. We'll be back
0: soon. I I didn't want I don't want I didn't want to say this yet, but I've been working on a vaccine on my own. Oh, have you? Yeah, I've got nothing else yeah. to do. You, I can yeah. only watch so much TV and so many movies and uh, scream at my neighbors for so long before I have to find some outlet for all this pent up energy and aggression. Gotcha. Yeah. Did, you go, did you set up a lab in your basement? Yeah, I've got a makeshift lab. I've had some promising results so far with, uh, surprisingly, with toilet bowl cleaner and lemonade. Oh, you yeah? The, yeah, if you mix those together um, and you drink it, it doesn't... I'm not going to say it, it cures corona because I don't know that yet. I haven't tested it on corona, but I know it gives you really bad diarrhea and vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I think that That's if a you good have, start.
1: it's a solid start. Yeah. So I think if you have it in your system, you can purge it. Well, maybe this. maybe if you can maybe if you can like breathe that in, it goes right into your lungs. There you
0: go. That's a good idea. And and I knew that another way to I, I have a couple different vaccines. Another one is because uh, I'm trying to get it into your my lungs to clean out stuff in there. Another is mix, mixing powdered bleach with cocaine. So. <laughs> So that, yeah, that gets, that gets well. in, it gets inside your lungs and you start to like, you start to feel like cleaning out your lungs. And when you feel like you're like passing out and about to die, then the cocaine kicks in and then you're up like an adrenaline shot and then you clean your house and you, you do a podcast wow. with your friend. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That explains a lot. I
1: was going to say, I was going to, I was wondering when you
0: tested that last, I'm coming straight out of the lab right now. So, so things that so, explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, other, the last thing that I'm working on is uh, I'm working on human feces mixed with like tang, you know, the, the yeah. orange drink tang and then toothpaste. You mix it together and it's a topical ointment. You put it on. And, gotcha. That working one. It gives you it gives it gives like a really aggressive rash. And I think that okay. if you could harvest that aggression towards <laughs> the virus, there may be something there. So That's good. You
1: also haven't had any visitors since you used it, right? I haven't. Um, yeah. But maybe listen. it's keeping you safe. Maybe that's the real cure. It keeps you safe and yeah. away from people. Yeah. Uh,
0: trailblazers and scientists like myself, this is just what we do. We just kind of bunker down
1: yeah, maybe, and experiment. Maybe if you smear that shit cocktail all over your body and just walk around naked, nobody will come near you. It and was well, in six feet of you. I,
0: I, what's cool is in it in. doubles over, I think, as maybe a cure for corona, but also a good jujitsu balm to put on before rolling with people. <laughs> I
1: don't think that's the case.
0: Uh, you know I what? think hey, that's the case. <laughs> when, when we're back in the gym, I'll put that on, and you and I will roll, and we'll just see what happens.
1: Hey, we will not do that, but okay. <laughs> we can say that we are.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, it's funny right now, all we, everyone in the jujitsu community, both the entire community, but also just within like the micro scope, the micro area of like our gym alone and everyone's communicating through social media. And so you get to judge, you get to see the emotional, uh, status of everyone. And we all have days where we're posting and it's like, Oh, such and such is good. They're like posting some like, hey, here's some some videos I'm watching that are helping me out. And then like later that night, you can tell they've watched as many of those as they can. And now they're just slowly screaming to the abyss. And they have a post about like, like life is is over and we're all going to die. And it's just fun to see your friends waver from sanity to insanity on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a nice little wavelength you get to experience. Yeah. Yeah. How, how's your emotional, uh, your emotional composure right now? You, you, you still um, are in a room right now. I see where it's, there aren't any dark. holes in there. So that's dark. no,
1: no, I, uh, I, I just keep making my, uh, keep feeding my yard, you know, finding different, different bodies to put in there. <laughs> Okay. No, um, got it. <laughs> no, otherwise I'm good. I, I uh, super bored, you know. Um, we, you know, I've never gone this long without training, ever, and right. it kills me a little bit. But, but I'm okay. Catching up on TV and some reading, you know, studying. Are you Are you doing anything to stay active? Um, as best I can. I mean, there's not, you know. I mean, it's hard to just stay motivated, but as best I can. You have a
0: decent-sized basement. You could, run, like, do laps around there and just, like, run around in circles.
1: <laughs> yeah, on, like, on the all-windowed basement. Yeah. I'll be the guy just running in circles. Running.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the neighbors look over and go, oh, man, he, he, he's losing it. <laughs> Lock the doors because the next step is he's going to come over here and just try to murder us.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't need that kind of image in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, have
0: you uh have you been for the people out there you mentioned some of the stuff that you're looking at to learn any any other resources you'd recommend for people since we last spoke i know there's the one that you're contributing some videos to any other places that people should check out for hubs of jujitsu knowledge
1: i mean pretty much everybody has come out of the woodworks with you know some sort of instructional dvd or video or or you know online platform of some kind there's plenty to choose from my advice to most people is you know um stick to fundamental stuff especially if you're not sure you know like if you're like a purple or below you should definitely be stuck into like fundamental stuff Mm -hmm. the more complex the material the less of that, can you absorb through video? And yeah, I think it can do more harm than good. It may look fancier, but it, it, it does more harm than good. I think, in my opinion. So, I mean, if you take a, you know, a DVD or a set of online instructionals on, let's say, something like arm bars, it'll be far more beneficial to you than a online tutorial on fifty-fifty. You know what I mean, like. There's just too much intricacy there for you to learn through a video, especially without being able to practice right away. All right. Well, we'll another, our introductions, more. by the way. What's that? <laughs> we haven't done an introduction yet, by the way.
0: Oh yeah. Uh well now that we're into the podcast, <laughs> welcome to thing, the right? Jiu jitsu podcast. <laughs> I am uh Andrew Desimoni with Rayler Gracie. And oh, there's like a there's probably I would say a half to one second delay between us because y- your pause was a little bit longer than I'm used to.
1: Well, I, I noticed and I and I noticed that about I don't know 10 minutes ago because I can see myself in the mirror behind you. Oh, I will, <laughs> when I compare it to what I'm doing, it like I can see the delay, but it's only like half a second and it's getting better. All right, well, good. <laughs> yeah, so if you see me moving my hand, that's me checking the. The delay. Oh, I thought you were just trying to fight off the ghosts that are they're just <laughs> in your head. Yeah. now. Yeah. You're going to log off and go, man, he was losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The whole time, the whole like
0: hour. <laughs> uh, oh, the other thing we should mention is you'll notice if you're listening, a difference in sound quality. And that's because we're doing this through, uh, we're not together as we usually are. Usually we do this um, side by side, hand in hand, uh, the whole hour and this time about <laughs> and, this, and, and, and now we're doing it across the the uh the, the airwaves and we're we're holding hands virtually i don't i don't know that we are but okay <laughs> and we <laughs> we're waving hands virtually is what you're doing yeah um, yeah yeah so we're doing this because we're we're abiding by the coronavirus guidelines and laws and there's a stay-at-home there's stay-at-home orders in our area but the the orders say non-essential travel is not permitted however the list that they've made for essential travel is so large
1: that it makes the order useless (laughs) Well, and then same thing with, like, the whole, like, essential business versus non-essential business. There's so many loopholes. Yes. I mean, technically, if I, if I were to say that I'm providing, like, therapy for people, you know, for them to come in the maths and training as therapy, like, I could operate. But, but, you know, that's just stupid. But you have some decency. You have some decency. Right. So you're not going Right. I have some decency, yeah. <laughs> I think it's not good for the business, but... No. Anyways...
0: Well, this episode it doesn't have a topic. It's just it's. I guess the topic is the slow descent into madness, <laughs> and so <laughs> that should be the name of the the episode. It, it will. Each each one will. We're we're now descending into Dante's different <laughs> different levels of hell, and you ever, have you ever read that? The Divine yeah, Comedy. I, I did back in college, so it's been a while. Yeah, it's a good one. I know we're we're on the outside now, so we, it's just going to get worse. Everyone
1: <laughs> um, mean, they may, they may not notice, like you said. You know they're they're losing their minds as fast as we are. So you oh, yeah, know. I, I like to look at it that way. All right,
0: we're going to do a listener email. So right. oh, it's been a while. There are still people out there, and some people have emailed and said that they're they're desperate for. Content and so they've watched everything they could, and we're the bottom of the barrel, and so this is where they come oh, when, when they have nice. nothing else to do.
1: <laughs> that makes me feel nice and warm on the yeah. inside. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh, before I read it, we need to open up the listener mailbag. Uh, let's see here. Uh, um, fishing pole out splash there's a fishing pole there's water now splash. and then what is a what is a fishing reel sound like have
1: you fishing?
0: <laughs> i have but i can't think of what it sounds like like uh you know i'm just gonna say it's like this that, that's a spinning okay you got that okay okay so I'm, i got the I'm reeling this in I got something falls on shore. Oh, what is this? It's a, it's a big satchel. Oh, there's a crab in here. Oh, and look, the crab's claw has in it an envelope. Thank you, Mr. Crab. And here we
1: go. You must really be bored. (laughs) Cause that was like way longer than it usually is. (laughs) I know
0: I could have gone a lot longer. And in, in a week or two when we're still doing this, I think half the episode will just be me find. – it'll be me going on a journey to
1: get the listener email. Find them. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, by the end of it, like, it'll be, like – I'll just give a very quick, like, answer to the email. Yeah. that'll be the episode. <laughs>
0: One-word answer and that's it. Yep. Okay. This episode is from – or this email is from Kyle. And he says – I stumbled upon your guys' podcast during this COVID hysteria. That's a <laughs> that's good
1: start. That's a solid that's a start. start.
0: Um, he says, originally listened to certain episodes, but decided to go back from the start. And, oh, he mentions that he should easily be able to fulfill the 30-day guarantee. Um, so that's true. I mean, he's not going to be able to even see his trainer. So, So there's really... You could consider it fulfilled or just, we'll delay it, Kyle. Um, when, when this is all over, Kroiler. I don't even know what to say to that. Kroiler will come out and, and challenge your, the black belt at your school. So oh, my God, I will not. He'll have a lot of the aggression built up and ready to go. So, And you can buy cheap tickets right now, so that's good.
1: Yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs>
0: All right. So he says, keep in mind, I'm just a lowly white belt in the eyes of Croyler. He's been doing it a year and three months. So that's, that's, that's a pretty experienced white belt. I mean, that's yeah, kind of long, long for, a little bit
1: for, yeah.
0: So he said you'd, he'd be honored for you to entertain his two questions. First one, I know professor Croyler has a deep childhood crush. John Danaher. (laughs) Danaher had a latest YouTube video explaining his requirements for a blue belt, where he doesn't believe there isn't a certain set of moves that define the ability to move on, to move on because those moves may vary per individual. Instead, he has said that if you can beat your white belt peers from any position, then you are ready to move on. Since you do not, and then he directs us to you, since you do not allow white belts to spar with other white belts, how do you assess someone's ability to become a blue belt? So that's the first question. We'll start there.
1: Um, well, so to, to me, anybody's a white belt, right? So somebody that's the Starbucks barista is a white belt that's never done anything, you know, Karen at, a, at at an office is a white belt. You know, everybody's a white belt. Um, to me, a white belt signifies somebody that doesn't know anything. And when they can demonstrate, you know, x amount of knowledge, they're no longer by definition a white belt. When you look at how Donnerhood does it, where he talks about comparison, right? Yeah, when they can beat their peers they're then above them they should be ranked as such um again you know this just comes down to teaching method methodology it comes down to who's your who are your peers you know like if you if you're in a school that's full of schmucks and you're the i am top top (laughs) you're the top white belt in the in a school full of white belt schmucks then it's like being a you know a tallest midget in the circus and you know do you just do you deserve a blue belt just because you're a tallest midget in the circus no like you should deserve a blue belt because you know and you can demonstrate a certain amount of techniques right um where donahoe may not have a curriculum written he may have a um expectation of performance how do you perform against your peers where for me i have a expectation of knowledge how much do you know um in comparison to your peers and that makes a big difference of course performance is always a factor but um, it's tricky grading on performance because performance can be affected um Mm -hmm very very highly by a number of different factors, you know. So if you get injured, your performance drops. Does that mean that if you achieved blue belt and now because of your injury you're relearning to to train and relearning to roll, that when you go back to the school and you get a a tough white belt you know, and then you're a blue belt who is recovering from injury, now you can't beat the the white belt. Does that mean you're now a white belt again? So to me, I, I've, I've always tested, I've always had a curriculum written for every belt. And the way my curriculum works is, that is to me, that's the base knowledge or base level knowledge you should have at every belt. So all my blue belts will have at least this many techniques. Uh, my purple belts will have at least this many techniques and so on now. Of course, how do you factor in performance? Well, it's, That's easy. You know, if I have a blue belt who's there once a week, when he gets his purple belt he will be his knowledge base and his performance will be very very close to the very the base criteria if you have a blue belt that's there seven days a week and is training every class and is hungry for more when he gets his purple belt he'll be you know years past that minimum criteria the minimum base requirement so um you know, that, that's kind of how I look at it. You know, achieving a belt means, you know, a minimum amount of knowledge. Um, how did you holiday.
0: put together your,
1: like, criteria in your system? Um, the, the white belt to blue, that came straight from my grandfather. You know, um, I know that, like, my cousin Cedar he and Henry have a very similar one. Um, Pedro Sauer, um I look at guys like the Valencia brothers. They'll have very, very similar to ours because it's all derivatives of my grandfather's. From blue to purple, purple to brown, brown to black. Um, I just look to give enough knowledge in all areas that I think is sufficient for a level. And as you progress through that rank, you should. If I'm a competent teacher, you should be broadening every every place. <laughs> you know, I, to me, there's no such thing as making a blue belt. <laughs> Like uh, making somebody a – to me, it's a disservice to a student if I don't teach them to be well-rounded. You know, they can be specialists in certain areas, but they should also be very competent in every area. Mm -hmm. And and if not, then that's not good.
0: Do you think as the jujitsu, we talk about how it in some ways will change and evolve – does that mean that the criteria should change and evolve or does the criteria that you have, do you see that as so universal and based on fundamentals that even where jujitsu goes, it still should that that basic criteria should still apply to what the modern version of a blue belt is compared to what it may have been 50 years ago.
1: Well, I mean, don't get me wrong, just because the curriculum has been set for a while doesn't mean that it hasn't been updated over time. You know, we've updated techniques in, in all curriculums from white to black at the school, if there is a, a better way of doing things. Um so we you know it's not like I set the curriculum, you know, thirty years ago and it hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. You know, we've mo- we've modified everything so that it, it works that so it's supposed to work. Um I guess the, the thing to note is <laughs> we' were, we're always adding to so like jujitsu is always growing so my curriculum has to allow for that mm-hmm. and that's why I'm not I'm not requiring you to know um, every technique at every belt but it, just rather a minimum at every belt okay and and that minimum will will change over time of course but um, it but it'll, it'll change in it. that the techniques will Modified to be more effective or that the quantity of techniques is greater. So you have your white to blue belt that's based on
0: your uh, the grandfather's curriculum. When you get to your blue to purple, purple to brown and up, does that now start to take on your own personal curriculum that you've put together and expectations yeah. for
1: people? Absolutely. So that's, um, you know, so I that's kind
0: of, that's interesting then. Cause you have like your white and blue belts who will be, um, who will be kind of classified or shaped as like standard white and blue belts that would be more recognizable at any school that you'd go to. You get to t- really tailor your upper belts then as they progress to
1: your specific style. Absolutely. yeah, okay. and, and I think um, Claude, actually, uh, he, maybe two years ago or three years ago now, I don't remember. Um, I think he went to Texas or New Mexico, one of those, to visit family. I think it was Texas. And he went and trained at one of the schools in the area over there. And back then, Claude was, was only a purple belt. And the guy pulled him aside and asked him if he trained with me. And I don't think Claude had a patch on his gi. Claude never has a patch on his gi. And uh, Claude's like, Yeah, I'm actually, you know, I, I've trained with him my whole jiu-jitsu career. And he's like, Oh, yeah, you know, I, I met him and I trained with him, you know, years ago in, in California. And it's funny because, like, Claude came back and tells me this story. And, you know, I trained with that guy, like, <laughs> I don't know ten years ago, and he saw my style wow in Claude. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> that he could
0: recognize that just from on someone that
1: he hadn't met that it was yeah guy's style it was actually his it was his school, like Claude went to his school, he was a black belt now when I met him, I think he was a brown belt um, so yeah and, and do you see that then
0: also with a lot of guys will, will you see? in let's say a competition that you're watching like at a, the professional level you'll see someone who you may not know who that person is but when you see them roll will you then go oh i bet they are from this
1: person you can kind of absolutely um yeah you know spe- like, especially with like bigger teams you kind of have an idea of what their overall style is um but it's it's far easier to tell if you've trained with somebody you know so if i've trained with a certain black belt and i see you know, people competing that kind of feel or look the same, then it's easy to pinpoint the source or influence.
0: What What do you think that guy
1: recognized in Claude that made him think of you? I don't know. I didn't see them. I didn't see Claude rolling there. You know, yeah. and, and Claude probably had no idea what he did to trigger it. But um, you know, I, I don't know. I Claude's got a great guard. You know, I, I have a good guard. I don't know if it was. Something along those lines. Uh, Claude also likes the long step and high step, which is something I like to do as well. Yeah. So I don't know, and if it's just the combination of it all, or I, I have no idea. Maybe it was,
0: It could have been before he started training, walking up and walking to every belt underneath you, and you take your you take your gi off, so you're just bare chested, and you you just bend over if they're like sitting on that, and you scream in their face and go. Ah! And then you just beat your chest and you go to the next person. So maybe he saw Claude doing that. I was like, Oh, I saw a guy who used to do that. Yeah. I don't do that, but that's your trademark. That's, that's, idea, why, you're, that's why you have the gorilla on your patch because that's, <laughs> you walk up and just beat your chest and scream at people. No, it's because I look like a gorilla in this. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to move to the second part of this guy's question. All right, this one's this one's just a, an easy party. Just says, "Hey, what is your favorite brand of gee to wear?" He likes his lucky gees because they're they're pillowy soft and definitely head turners. Um, he said, "I figure if my skill isn't quite there, I might as well look good while training." That that right there, I can I, I like. I mean, if, if, you, if you don't have if you don't have the skill, you might as well look good while you're getting your ass kicked. <laughs>
1: Um you know I, I don't I don't have a favorite kind of ghee right now which is kind of a, a personal problem for me. Um for years and years and years I liked um uh, Atama it was probably the ghee brand that I wore the longest um I wore that since I was like 10. Um Atama in 2007 probably made my favorite ghee of all time. It was the Atama uh, Mundial 07 version. Um, they used to come out with a new version every year for the worlds and the 07 version was incredible i beat the <laughs> shit out i beat the shit out of that
0: gee you talk about it like people talk about like old cars oh god the you, the 67 you don't you don't even know man right under the hood it had it had this and you're like yeah the stitching right under like the left shoulder oh so
1: durable uh, the gi was great, man. Like and, and and the only reason why I stopped wearing my 07 it was because it didn't it never actually torn. Um but I I lost essentially all of one of the stitching. You know, it's double weave, so I lost all one of the weave. So the gi was like paper. And I was like, man, if I get somebody who's overly aggressive, it's gonna just shred my favorite gi. So I saved it instead. Um past that, like, I don't know, I've had
0: you are you have a lot of
1: for a while. Was it the Pro Gear one that you'd wear? Pro gear. Pro gear Pro Gear was actually you know, bang for a buck. Pro Gear was um, probably the probably the best brand you could get. Um, not not Pro Force, no Pro Gear. That makes a big difference. Pro Force is a cheap garbage, but um just the Pro Gear was was incredible. Like it was like a hundred and fifteen dollars for this like top-notch gear, which is probably why they went out of business um but um yeah i wore the shit out of those and then they stopped manufacturing they closed down so i was kind of like you know brandless for a while <laughs> and uh i tried everything i've i've worn uh flow i've worn origin i've worn phalanx um i have worn hypnotic um What's your, gear. what's your style of key that you like see everybody goes for like in the past like four or five years everybody's gone for like the the super slim you know tapered pants tapered top gis i don't i don't like that you know the reason why they make it like that because it's harder to grip um for competition purposes um i actually don't like that i think it restricts mobility and it's not not the greatest um not the greatest key for training you know if yeah. if if you're if, if you're depending on a tighter pant leg so people can't grip your pants in a competition and that's your key to victory then you just it just sucks and you should just get better at it <laughs> you know it's like focusing on your haircut before you go compete like it's looking good as your biggest, you know, call to glory. There's a problem. Um, so you don't like, no, I, I think you're overlooking why people also
0: like the, the slimmer fit and that's just, it's, it can be very flattering and form fitting and
1: you just, there, you just <laughs> don't care about that. that. Do you? No. Cause I think it doesn't matter how I look, it matters <laughs> how good I am. <laughs> you know, um, I like my geese to be loosey goosey. Um, I like to be able to move in them, you know, I don't like them to be so big that, you know, I can, you know, have several bodies in there. No, I just, I just need a gi that, you know.
0: What's the maximum amount, what's the maximum number of bodies that you want in your gi? (laughs) Just mine. Just one? Okay.
1: Yeah, just mine. Yeah. But, you know, uh, the, it's hard to find a good, like, a good relaxed fit if we're going to put it in that those terms gi anymore they don't make them like that anymore they used to because that's where how the jutsu geese originally came out of judo and a lot of judo geese are very loose um they don't make them like that in jiu-jitsu because of all the grips and all the different like, adult tricks and stuff people are using mm. this is
0: the most i've ever heard you talk about clothing before okay man so
1: i i almost bought ghee pants that were meant to be like they have like pockets and stuff they were on sale on bjhq for like 30 bucks i almost bought them because they're supposed to be like they're basically gi, gi pants that were made to be like you know sweatpants you don't need those you 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 <laughs> already
0: wear your geek pants enough outside of jujitsu the only thing keeping you from
1: wearing those all the time is pockets and you don't right, need that right i almost bought them the only reason i didn't buy them was because in the description it said be aware we've made it more tapered and tight fitting so it looks more like regular pants and i was like I'm
0: you're like no i want i want them big and baggy like pajama pants right
1: who doesn't <laughs>
0: uh you're ridiculous well i i will i will I will try to fight you on that for both my sake and
1: also your wife's sake she She probably doesn't want you wearing big ge on i mean she doesn't know she's probably glad that almost three weeks now I haven't worn gee pants really wow you you don't put your ghee on just just to
0: like do you do you walk up ever and just like smell your now? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. no, but no, I think
1: if I put my gear on, I'd be depressed,
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right, um that's all right, so that's it on the email any, any no other gi tips. <laughs>
1: um it, basically if you find a fit that you like and you find a brand that you like buy as many of it as you can um a lot of the the key brands have switched their approach to selling yeast where they do batches now and not all batches are the same um not all um batches are the same they're basically you know they 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 sell them as like limited edition. So if you like one and you can't find, you know, um, you basically, you lose, you miss that batch and your batch comes out. It may not fit the same or you may not like it.
0: Yeah. All right. Ugh. Look how pale my arms look in this. I look like, I look like I am printer paper inside a t-shirt like i'm covered in white paper
1: you always kind of look like that
0: (laughs) stop it sometimes sometimes i feel like i'm a little a little tanner but oh jesus (laughs) christ that's bad these videos are never seen the light of day (laughs) no (laughs) Uh, oh we uh you mentioned watching you're watching videos what's what are your top I'm gonna. I'll, I'll get, make it a little easier. Give me the top your top three favorite jiu-jitsu matches of all time. Oh damn! do well, you got to put me on the spot like that.
1: Um, that's what I, I. That's what I thrive on. I love that. Probably one of the most iconic matches of all time was uh, Haja Gracie versus uh, Jacare Souza. I think the, they fought several times. But oh, yes, yeah. This yeah. Was, we've, we've talked a little bit about that. Yeah, that's, that's a really iconic one. Um, another one that I've, I've uh, really enjoyed uh, recently was, um, well, there's a couple that kind of symbolize the same thing, but um, either Nikki Ryan versus Paolo Miao or um, Mikey Musumeci versus Bruno Officine both of those matches um show um that sometimes winning in a tournament has nothing to do with um being able to submit somebody else but more so on learning to play the rules and they're they're very very good because you can see both in both matches you can see all four fighters um very very intelligent iq's when it comes to playing the rules and and using it to their benefit and another one um, shit i don't know um oh i do know crone and and gary tonan when they met in adcc in 2005 i think um, that was an incredible incredible match
0: all right there you go everyone who's trying to find stuff to entertain themselves with look those up all right before we leave here we'll do a croiler's corner Okay. You ready for that? Here's Crowler's Corner. You're gonna sit down and listen to a couple questions. See what you got to say. Crowler, you're gonna answer every question every single way. Here we go. It's Crowler's Corner. Here we go. We're gonna ask some questions. We're gonna do some dances. We're gonna move around. We're gonna shake our ass. We're gonna get a little crash. We're gonna have some fun. All right. You should uh
1: you should uh that bit there, uh-huh. you should make sure that goes to Facebook.
0: <laughs> why, why? Just the movement?
1: It's just you moving and singing and, you know, snapping your fingers
0: 100%. Yeah, I'll do that. But uh, maybe the, the video will find a way to be deleted first. I hope not. Maybe just it'll be deleted. Hopefully now. it doesn't.
1: Yeah. Oh no, God, hopefully. Man. Yeah.
0: All right. We're going to have just a couple Quick questions. Uh, first question for you is What's the last meal you'd want to eat before a jitsu competition? Oh, and when I say friend. the last meal, I'm saying like the worst thing. Actually, let's go both ways. Uh, what's the last thing like, don't, like if I said, if you had an enemy who was competing and you're like, I want him to do terribly, he, but I get to
1: choose what his meal is, here's what I'm giving him. I, I would not do. Um... I would not do anything overly sugary or overly fried. Okay. So like a fried Twinkie is not good. No. Or like a ton of Gatorade, probably not good either. Or fried Gatorade. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, and then we'll do a positive thing. What, what's the, what, what did you used to like to have like before a uh, competition?
1: Honestly, it's uh, super easy. Like I didn't, you know, for breakfast, like in competition days, I used to have like bananas and peanut butter or, um, or like a little bit of oatmeal with a little bit of peanut butter in it. Sometimes, um, you know, just bananas. I never ate much before competitions. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, then the next natural question that we'll have here will be what Disney character would be the best at jujitsu? <laughs> A Disney character? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Um, I don't know. I'll give you I mean, a couple. We'll so you think about them, and I'll give you what I think would. I think. <laughs> well, easy one. that's cheating would be the genie because he could turn. He turns and he can morph into different things. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, still so doesn't count. Yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, Rapunzel. She can use. I her... I thought about Rapunzel. I thought about Rapunzel. Her hair that would be a whole other like leg or arm. Right. Although. In a competition, you you can't use your hair, can you? Technically, there's no rule against it. Really? Yep. Yeah. Just like there's no rule against using your belt either, as okay. long as it's tied.
0: All right. So Rapunzel, that, that, that's that, that's a good one. Um, Woody from Toy Story might be okay because he's, he's got, got no got joints. That, <laughs> <laughs> got no joints, so so like he's very floppy, and he can like. He, he can use that to his benefit. He also has that string on his back that he can pull around. You know you know what string I'm talking about? The one that we're yeah. like, there's a snake in my boot. He pulls that out and then he chokes someone. The problem with that though, now, now that I say that, is
1: somebody can do it to him.
0: They can do it to him. And he can never be like sneaky with it. Cause as soon as he starts to go for that, he's like pulling that string <laughs> and it, it all of a sudden it goes. Someone poisoned the waterhole, and they're like, Oh, he's gonna go for, for one of his backstring attacks.
1: Or like Tarzan, yeah, from, from the original animated movie, yeah. only because he was able to tackle full blown gorillas down. <laughs> like, that kind of power has to be you know, you kind of have to accept that.
0: Does he strike fear in your heart? No, you saw the way he manhandled those gorillas. <laughs> Did you no. feel threatened?
1: No, I did not.
0: <laughs> I appreciate you asking, though. Should we take a second and just sing, uh, sing some of the Phil Collins, Phil Collins music from that? You can sing
1: Phil Collins if you
0: You'll want. You'll be in my heart, no matter what they say. Come on. From this day on, now and forevermore. Wow.
1: No. Okay. You uh, you knew exactly which song from the movie. That's impressive. I, there
0: are a couple songs. There's that one. There's the. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna keep going into them.
1: Oh uh, no! Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't let let me stop you.
0: There, there's the one with the gorillas come and they trash that camp and they're like ba 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 da 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 doo and they're like like hitting like the pats and pans and yeah. You wanna? Wow. You wanna do that with me? You wanna? No,
1: no. That's all you. I have zero musical talent.
0: Really, even when you are in the depths of despair right now in your house and you can't get out and you're bored, you don't just want to start to maybe ex- like explore a little bit that little corner of your brain that is going, "Let me sing. Please let me sing." No, the other voices in my head killed that voice. <laughs> oh, that poor thing. As soon as he starts to say <laughs> that, they all like put their foot on his neck. They're like, "Shut up." You are not allowed to express yourself. Pretty much. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, this is me talking to that little boy. So I'm going to get you out of there someday, buddy. I'm going to get you out, and you're going to be able to show us what you got.
1: It didn't hear you.
0: (laughs) All right, we'll do one more question. Uh, Which submission or technique would would make the best movie title?
1: Ooh. Best movie title? Yeah. Oh man! I know. So it's, not, it's not a technique, not a submission, but uh, a position. it could be a submission.
0: Yeah, technique no, no, submission. Uh, yeah. So, so
1: if it's just a technique, like the honey hole.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> we all know what kind of movie that's going to be, though.
1: Oh yeah, we do know.
0: That's one that only uh, that you're only watching at your house when no one's home.
1: <laughs> and the best part is, you'd have to have a main character, you know, start the movie by talking about how you know, he got put into the honey hole and it changed his life. That would have to be like the opening line to the movie. <laughs> when I was a boy, just out of high school,
0: I found the honey hole and I never looked back. Yep, and just like lead with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, what other ones? You could have uh, the De La Hiva. Um, you could have an yeah, Italian but- movie called Mamma Mia De La Hiva, and it's about like some... <laughs> Some like Italian mother growing up with her son who's De La Hiva, and like they—I I don't know—they get the little yeah, shenanigans. Could do that. Uh, bow and arrow. A, uh, you could have arrow. it could be like a crime-fighting, like superhero yeah. thing. You have bow is a character, and it's like a girl with like big bow in her hair, and she's like real sweet, but she'll kill you. Uh, nice with
1: arrows. Well, no, her her brother's arrow. Oh, okay. All right. You can also do like the crucifix and go really religious with it. <laughs> yeah, you could. I'm
0: trying to think of like the the story of Jesus, but with like like tweaks for jujitsu.
1: Yeah, the whole the whole thing. It would be nothing but one grappling competition. Um, I don't know. You could do like heel hook and make it like a horror movie. You know, killer hooks people or and h- hangs them by their heel.
0: Yeah. Croyler, we just—you don't usually like to improvise, but you're, you're really excelling at this
1: right now. I'm also really bored. <laughs> all
0: right, well, everyone, everyone listening, feel free, since we're all going to be bored, just to think of your own jujitsu submission movies, uh, and and it, come up with the title, and if you can give us a brief description, I think that would really give us some good entertainment.
1: Yeah, we also have to give it a shout out to the. Um, to a certain listener who's saying us in gear yeah because if we give him a shout out now before we get it he's pressured
0: to like he like, has oh, to shit. now he's like
1: shit, yeah no, i really gotta send it yeah we, we kind of we, it's kind of like how i like to do you just kind of pressure people into corners where they have to do what you want them to do yeah
0: yeah this they, yeah, don't, so, they don't
1: have to listen to that <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so our friend uh craig is going to be sending us some uh
1: some swag it sounds like and He has a brewery in Albany, right? It's Albany, New York. I think I actually looked at their website because with all my seminars getting postponed because of the the whole pandemic, I may just do one long seminar tour in the fall. And, you know, usually I do like a new England anyways. So like, man, maybe I can hit up his, his place on the way up and kind of meet him.
0: Fort orange brewing company, Fort orange brewing. Yeah. So if you're in the Albany area or around there, Go check them out. And then as soon as we have our, our, sh- our shirts and stuff, we'll put them on. We'll do a fashion show. Oh, you want to do a fashion show? Yeah, let's do a fashion show with the stuff. Fashion show. Yeah, here's what we'll do. We'll put them on, and then we'll, we'll like, tweak them a little bit so we can give them, like, some some pizzazz and some variety. So you, like, wear the shirt. You wear the T-shirt, and then maybe I'll tweak it for my own style. Maybe, maybe like, tie it up like this and, like, in a knot. So my belly's exposed and then roll it up like that. Gotcha. No, or, or you could do that. I'm sorry. I don't want to take that. If that's your thing. No, <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right. Well, Craig, thank you for uh, sending that stuff out. And when, when we get it, we'll, we'll take some pictures of us in it. And if, if you only send like shirts, then we're only going to wear what you send us. So if you just send us shirts and sweatshirts, We're going to be like Winnie the Pooh. We're just going to have those on and we're just going to be bare bottom. So we'll get. That actually
1: could be kind of funny.
0: Yeah, we could take like (laughs) one where like we're the cameras behind us and we're looking back like with like the little smirk on our face and we have a cute little baby bottoms showing out from the bottom of the shirt. Yeah,
1: we should do that.
0: All right, well, Craig, we'll do that. But you have to post that on your uh, on on your if you guys have
1: like a, an Instagram. All oh, they do. Business. Oh, they have a whole they have a whole following. All I'll right. be expecting them to do that. So you're oh, so you're cool with just some light nudity. That's good. Just to know what your boundaries are. Yeah, hey, I'm. I don't. That stuff doesn't bother me.
0: Cool, right, Craig. If you're up for it, we'll go full frontal. Um and. <laughs> Just, just know on your Instagram, you're gonna have that sensitive material thing, like that people have to click on. So yeah, it might get flagged, but uh, hey, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, see, it's time ta- time to end this now because we're starting to talk about nudity, and and you're on video chat, and I just don't want to see where this goes. So let's let's end this call before it gets real weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, well, uh, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See